0: Welcome to Level 7, Episode 127, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Season 3, Episode 9, Closure. Welcome to Level 7, a podcast about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's a magical place. Hello, agents. It's Agent Daniel Butcher on this night of all nights. I feel that I need advice from a friend. So, friend, please come in and introduce yourself. Hello. I am friend. Friend to you. Friend to all.
1: Ben. Ben Avery. My name even rhymes with friend. That's it's how much of a friend I am. Does really rhyme? It's a slide rhyme. Trend friend. Ben friend? A slide rhyme.
0: Ben friend i really don't want to talk about what a slide right a rhyme is
1: it counts if it was a song on the pop charts no one would care if there's
0: a d or not i'm so confused but let's talk about my real issue ben what's your real issue do i really have the time with my busy schedule to listen to a podcast about captain adam and booster gold no are you sure because i really want to we'll do it then. You have a commute. I know it's DC. You have a commute.
1: That's not what I'm here to talk about, though.
0: Oh, okay. I'm well, here to talk to about,
1: well, our friends. Ooh. The Inhumans, oh, the Agents,
0: the Hydras. Wow. There's a lot going on in this episode. Did you feel like you sat down, you blinked, and then, yep, the credits were rolling for the end?
1: You know, there's a phrase that I hear sometimes when we talk about, like, Going to a convention, going to something, you know, where you're going to learn about something you really like, but it's like a a three day retreat or something like that. And so it's just tons and tons of stuff coming at you. And they say it's like drinking from a a fire hydrant. Fire hydrant. Yeah. That's kind of what this episode felt like to me was a fire hydrant. Just, But then at the same time, not a lot was happening. I mean, if you're looking at a bullet point of just what's happening, what the events of the episode there's not a lot going on but there's so much going on with emotions feelings feelings um we we shouldn't be talking about it yet though should we no
0: you know what we should do what we should take all of these things we want to talk about put a pin in it and go to the intelligence report sure ready shield intelligence report
1: There it is. Okay, so, quickly, a couple different news items.
0: Can I do the breaking news? I mean, literally, breaking within the last few moments. Okay, sure, go for it. Agent Carter's premiere has been moved to January 19th. It's a two-hour episode now. Which is, by the way, at 9 p.m. Eastern. So, ooh, fun night for us. But... Uh, Yeah, this is just another example of the man attempting to hold a good agent down just due to, you know, trying to hold down Peggy. Peggy's got so many things to fight, and apparently the newest is the president of the United States.
1: No, now you know that she would be there, right there, protecting him as he makes the State of the Union address (laughs) that's going to force us to move our,
0: our schedule a little bit. Or or maybe we should rethink this. Maybe this is the fact that the president wanted to watch the premiere and he knew that ABC would play the premiere up against him. If in fact he was to, you know, not convince them to move it. Maybe there was a presidential order. To move.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's not it.
0: I'm pretty sure they play the
1: address anyway.
0: I don't know about you, Ben, but growing up with a kid with no cable and four stations that included PBS, the worst nights of the year. It really was. It was the State of the Union address. It really, it really was. Because, Mom, why is Ronald Reagan on again and not my shows? And then, of course, you never knew when your shows were going to be on. Were they going to be playing them at 11. When you were asleep, or were they going to move them to the next week? Yeah, yeah, it was bad. I did not like those. When is the A team going to be back on, Ben?
1: Or more famously, probably The Flash. That was the Mark Hamill episode. No, but that wasn't a State of the Union address. That was breaking news for Desert Storm, I think. Where they they broke in.
0: Worst nights of the year when I was a kid.
1: I do remember that. I do remember that. And now with Netflix, I mean, who cares? Right. There's a state there union address. Go. I'm just going to watch something else. There you go. And then listen to NPR the next day as they talk and about maybe the state Welcome
0: to level seven anyway.
1: I'm thinking we probably will be because of our other item. That is that Jessica Jones, since our last episode, has dropped. Uh, Jessica Jones, all 13 episodes. And I just want to throw this out there right now for agents who haven't watched it yet. I know there's a good portion of you who have already binged through all 13 episodes. Probably, uh probably within the first weekend, and then there's other agents, like Daniel,
0: okay, I, who I have watched I think one,
1: so here's the really two embarrassing no, thing. you're in two episodes now, right
0: I mean, I, I've gotten two done, um but here's the really <laughs> embarrassing thing. I actually just got a text from my brother-in-law, uh-huh, um, while we were talking, and um he wanted me to know that he's finished Jessica Jones. Daniel and all I could say was I've only watched two and then to really rub it in he says great now I'm going to go start watching King in the High Castle which as mentioned before I want to see
1: yeah that does seem like it's kind of right up your alley with the historical focus the sci-fi alternate history but going back to Jessica Jones I do want to state right now um, just a disclaimer uh, first of all about scheduling our recording schedule will be sporadic for Jessica Jones, as we are moving into uh, a busy time of year, uh, there will probably be some overlap with Jessica Jones and Agent Carter uh, coverage toward toward the end of that Jessica Jones run, and then obviously the beginning of, of Agent Carter. Uh, the other thing I'd like to throw out there is for people who have not watched it yet: um, a content warning uh, for the show. It is not Agent Carter. It is not no. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It is not Ant-Man. It is not Iron Man. It is definitely, I mean, it's closer to Daredevil, but it takes, it goes a little bit further than Daredevil with, with some of the content stuff, and especially with sexual content and language. Um, and then disturbing, subtle violence. Uh, with Daredevil, it was not subtle. I mean, you're talking about, Heads getting cut off and stuff like that, but it's in rage and brute strength and those kind of things with Jessica Jones. Just be aware it deals with some very, very mature subject matter and some of it will if it's not upsetting to you, I'm a little nervous about maybe hanging out with you. Uh, It's meant to be upsetting and it's meant to be upsetting in the best way. That's, I'm just going to put it that way. And there's also a very evil bad guy who does very evil things that I'm expecting Daniel to feel very tense about.
0: Uh, I find them very disturbing, the things that he does. And you've only watched one episode. No, two. <laughs> and I don't even think he's really in the episode. He has not done much that
1: you've seen yet, Daniel. And but, uh, you haven't seen him actually interacting with people, I don't think. And so no, I, I'm just saying, don't we- Daniel... There's, there's going to be tension in your life as you view the next 11 episodes, but um, one thing you could possibly do if you're not going to watch is you could go ahead and listen to our episodes because we will be discussing the topics, but you won't be seeing it, um, but also then understand that when we discuss those episodes, we are just going to be discussing those topics, and we'll be discussing them um, frankly, uh, not explicitly, but, but
0: frankly. So I'm worried that I might say the word whoopee. But I'm, I'm not. OK, just like they did on that, that scandalous newlywed game when I was a kid.
1: Oh, yes, yes. Well, yeah, that, that was that was scandalous for a six year old. Good here. point. Yeah. So whoopee. <laughs> That's Jessica Jones. Um, It's out there now on Netflix. If you do not have Netflix, sign up for the free trial. You'll have time to watch it. I think you get like a week or two free trial. Beyond that, uh, not much news. Uh, There was a trailer. Oh, there was. (laughs) The Captain America Winter Soldier trailer was released online. Looks
0: good. How's that? Um... My son has a question, okay um, do why uh why is Captain America hitting iron man so 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 very much?
1: The answer is
0: Iron man's wearing armor so but that was the that was the main reaction okay he's hitting him so so much
1: yeah i I mean here's the thing there's just so many characters in this movie. And my hope is that they are mainly background characters so that we can actually have a movie that's dealing with our primary character.
0: But I will say this. It is kind of interesting to see how they're beginning to MCU some of the storyline, bringing, you know, ties to age of Ultron. um, But taking that same basic concept, but still finding a way to MCU it, which is why Spider-Man can't, you know, rip his mask off. Just saying.
1: Well, we'll just have to wait and see, but the trailers out there, it's a good, um, if you want to stay pure, don't watch it. I don't think it really spoils a whole lot. It's called civil war. It'll be brother fighting brother. Cause that's there what happened know. in the civil war. The real one, the real one or ones. I should say, I say the real one. Cause it's from, my nation. Well, skin. the American
0: Civil War. Uh, we yeah. do but there's not. There's been plenty leave, uh, of the other ones. English
1: Civil yeah. War. There's been plenty of other ones in other places. So,
0: that's all that I have. Oh, let's go talk about this. Let's go talk about closure. Let's go. Give me closure on closure. Here it comes. Mission report. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that wasn't even. That was. That was like a, intro, twist. We don't even have a name for that. We don't. I have a, a comment
1: about it, though. Let's, let's talk about the, the plot for people right. who are listening to this later and have, you know, maybe after they've already seen the season or something. And just quickly, here's what happens in Closure. First of all, Phil Coulson and Roslyn, they have found babysitters for the kids back home and they have date night. Date night ends badly with a bullet to the throat that comes through a window from a mile away. There's no time for Coulson to mourn. He talks on the phone quickly to Ward, who reveals that he did it, and he didn't just do it because he wanted to stop Rosalind from shutting down Malik going after the portal. No, this is personal. Coulson engages in battle against some of the, uh, Ward's muscle. He uses the environment of the apartment where he was meeting with Rosalind, and it's a cool battle. Then the battle moves outside. Mac drives up, rescues him, takes him back to the playground, and Coulson tells Mac to prep the interrogation room. In the interrogation room, Coulson questions the entire team about Ward, finding out some themes of family and emptiness, trying to find something to use against Ward. Banks arrives to help them as they figure out, okay, what's this distant star pathfinder thing? It's a thing that NASA was working on while Banks and Rosalind were there. Banks really wants to help S.H.I.E.L.D. bring down these guys. It was funded, the Pathfinder project was funded by Malik. Duh. And then speaking of Malik, he has five monolith fragments that were given out to the strongest people from Hydra, and now he has all of them. He's going to use it to open the portal. You see, Hydra's problem is not opening the portal. Hydra's problem is coming back through the portal and bringing back... Whatever that creature is that's back there, Coulson goes after Ward. He takes Bobby and Hunter. Mac is left as acting director. Fitzsimmons and Banks are sent to the Pathfinder project to see if they can find any clues, but it's a trap. Everyone is killed except for Fitzsimmons. That means Banks as well. Uh, it's the bad guy. What's the guy's name? I can't remember his name. Who can control things? And he, he's. The I one just him like, the chairman. Okay, he fought against. That's right, because he's from Iron Chef. He fought against uh, Bobby and, and Hunter last episode. And so Fitzsimmons are taken. They're taken to where Ward and Malik are. They are tortured physically and emotionally. Simmons, mostly physically, fits emotionally because they need someone to go with the Hydra team to the other side to bring them back. Coulson finds Ward's brother working in a bank uses that as leverage against Ward, and also uses that to make Ward really, really angry and also to keep Ward on the phone so they can find out where he is, which is the castle where they had gone through before. Ward is really, really angry, goes after Simmons, Fitz agrees to go in with the Hydra team because, as I said, they need someone to bring them back and he wants them to stop hurting Simmons. They open the portal. They are attack. They start attacking uh, Coulson's plane, Colson jumps out of the plane down into the portal, which and we'll talk about. Said,
0: what? Yeah,
1: we'll, we'll talk about it. Uh, but Fitz, Ward, and the team are already in there. Meanwhile, back at the base, Mac has gotten together a team that he is going to take to go and give Ward or Colson backup. And from there, uh, the team consists of Daisy. We also get Gutierrez and Lincoln because they have powers they don't get there in this episode this episode ends with ward's team on the planet and colson <laughs> flopping in because he jumped out of a plane through the top of a building into the little tiny portal comes out flops around hits his head on a rock and that is where we leave him as we prep for the winter season finale that is this episode's plot and it's pretty simple. Colson is going after Ward. Ward is trying to open the portal. The portal's open. They go in. Colson goes after them. And I mean, that's pretty much the I guess the log line. It's true. The the elevator pitch. I might find a better way to word it, but that's it. Now there's a lot to talk about here. There is a lot going on. There's a lot of themy stuff going on. There's a lot of character development stuff going on. There is character arcs reflecting other character arcs. There is emotion. there is anger. there is rage.
0: There Where do you want to start? Daniel?
1: Where do you want to
0: start, Daniel? Well, it's not free of my apology. It's going to come up in this episode, but I need to start with a small statement. What's that? Hot mess, boom, hey girl. All right, let's move on to the important stuff. Okay. I mean, I just have to get it out because sometimes it's hard to remember those things that you truly need to say. And tonight will be the night that it will be hard to remember because we started off with tranquility. We started off with me sitting at home thinking to myself, Ben, don't you feel bad for all those nasty things you've said about Roz? Because doesn't Coulson look happy? They're having the burger. They're talking about that first date. They seem to be on the same page. They're They're even joking back and forth about the bad stuff that happened and the lies between the two of them. They almost do seem like a dedicated, happy, married couple. He's teasing her. And Roz is here for a long time. He's teasing her about, yeah, you work for
1: Hydra. Yeah, I mean, there's... And she's planning to go back in. She's going to go back in, and I'm thinking, wow, okay, so this is where we're going with this episode. She's going to go back in. She's going to try and get information.
0: My notes. Did this just happen? Well, I'm sitting here thinking, she's going to be a member of the team now. She's going to be in leadership Well, they have,
1: uh, they killed off her and they killed off banks. I mean, that organization that was going to be kind of this other, the anti-shield. And that was anyway, told the president. Well, I, who knows yet, but this organization just lost its, its primary leaders.
0: They're gone. Again, this was a, we don't even have the stash to fall back on. And, and the one remaining official of some authority is Hydra. Because of Malik? I mean, the AT... Here's, here's what I'm seeing, Ben. Tell and me, tell me if I'm wrong. I will. I always do. Um, we, uh, We're really working on half seasons. We're getting half season arcs.
1: We are, and, and it's nice. I, I think it's nice to get closure and then cliffhanger.
0: Because here's the thing about Roz. They set us up to think, oh, Roz is going to be here for a while. Look at this nurturing relationship. Roz, gone. We build up Banks as being a decent guy. Banks, gone. Gone. ATCU, the way of the stash. Now, yes, you can argue that maybe it's more of a full season arc because clearly we're now at the point where we've kicked off Secret Warriors. Secret Warriors is real. It's a thing now. They don't use the phrase yet, but Alfonso has initiated them. They're in the field. And and really, you know, the AT, the ATCU storyline, it's over. But the Secret Warriors one is just ranking up here. Yeah. Just ratcheting. Yeah. It. And, and the ATCU stuff, it worked.
1: It was good. And you had it where they were in conflict. Classic superhero stuff, you know. Good guy meets good guy, but they have a misunderstanding. They fight against each other. In this case, one good guy is half controlled by bad guys, but that's also classic superhero stuff. They go, they clash against each other, and then they become allies. And that's where I thought we were going with this. A merger, you know, mom and dad. Working together. It's the Brady Bunch. It's the Brady Bunch of superhero spy secret organizations. I
0: could see a whole episode coming in the second half where Daisy and Roz were going to be off together on a mission.
1: Have to get to and know Daisy each other. Daisy was going to
0: learn a lesson about opening up her heart to dad's girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Well oh, no, no. no I think it would be the is,
1: marriage. I think it's more Brady Bunch where you have the the blonde girls and the dark haired boys and they have it's to learn to live with each other. They have to learn to get along with Tiger and whatever that cat's name was. No, that the no girls it's an episode
0: had. of The Parent Trap Without Twins where May and Skye are the twins. Mm. They're off together on a camping trip with Roz. Trying to make her look bad for dad. Yeah. yeah. But the, and the, the cello player, she's there too. Don't bring her up.
1: At least Coulson has someone's arms to fall into for his mourning and grief. Oh, my Lord. Except I'm, that he doesn't.
0: And, again, I'm just going to sit here and clap. Okay, I'm not really going to clap, but holy smokes. Talk about being fearless. I mean, Clark Gregg was posting pictures on Facebook today with, like, tattoos that said things like uh, whatever their cute little name was, Rosalind Was that it? He was putting up a picture. You know, he's got a tattoo on his arm of that. He's being, like, super, like, here's this thing. They've been praising each other on Twitter and Facebook like crazy. And she's gone. Yeah. And it was a surprise. I mean. And, and kudos to our team.
1: And kudos to the storytellers here. The director. Yeah, that's the cinematographer. The writer. I mean. It was it was a shock. It was a genuine shock. Before we even got to our opening credits. Right. And so I was. I wrote down. Why, did this just happen? Um, the other thing I wrote down. And, and I do want to throw this out there. How was this not the end of last week's episode? How was this not the cliffhanger that says, hey, you're going to want to watch this, I guess, in two weeks, not last week's episode because there wasn't a new one. But
0: how is this not the epi- the, the end where it said, Yeah, but but again, here at the end of this episode, we've got Coulson with knocked out on an alien world. Uh,
1: Yeah, but I mean,
0: I mean, the the shock. It was a a very
1: it was a very interesting place to start, and
0: it gets your attention.
1: It's as a storytelling choice. It really, really works as a you know corporate. Hey, we want to have a a cliffhanger at the end of each episode that brings people back. It, it's it's I'm I'm surprised
0: this, this is not how they ended last week's episode but I'm I think we all know somebody who quit watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. at some point that we want we wanted to get on the phone and say nanny nanny boo boo I know stuff you, you, you don't know you should have been watching this as soon as you saw that moment this show is so good yeah well and
1: then this episode then builds on a whole lot of stuff that people were complaining about but that we wouldn't get if If those things didn't happen, the stuff we had in this episode that pays off on so much of Ward's backstory on so much of all the relationship that Ward built before we had the reveal that he was a murdering murderer who murders because we come back from this first of all, Colson has that big huge fight that's i mean we we aren't really talking about that very much because. That's not I was a little
0: disappointed with that fight.
1: I wasn't disappointed with it. It was raw. It felt like a, it felt like a Daniel Craig James Bond kind of fight.
0: No laser hand. No.
1: Does he have laser? No. Was no. Ch- I mean, he he used the hand,
0: and he used it he well. Did. He did, but much more of a blunt instrument than a technological instrument
1: he also used it to grab things that's all he really did with it was grab he grabbed and hit with it but, but he, then he was like also using things somebody. Uh, but you're you're not giving him credit for using the environment you're not giving him credit for quickly thinking through and assessing what he has available to him Dude, turning the, the environment into a weapon against these guys who are coming in as blunt instruments. We,
0: we had 10 minutes in between. I gathered up all the candles. I've now hidden them in my room. I don't want my children near them.
1: And then from that fight, we go into this moment of just grief and oh. anger. And it's it's tough. It's tough. He comes in, everyone's kind of we're concerned, but we don't want to push in too much. He goes upstairs. We got to give kudos to Clark Gregg now. I mean, this scene—it it, was—it was tough to watch.
0: It, it was—it wrecks you
1: watching him act
0: like that. Well, again, as recently pointed out on IMDb, Agent Phil Coulson is the most seen person in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and he's an old friend. He's someone we care for. He's someone we we love. He's someone we identify with. And we spent a lot of time with him. And so for us to see him in grief, it actually impacts us versus a really great weekend in New Mexico. You know, this is and we and we did have time to watch Phil fall in love with a cello player and then watch him maybe have a second chance with love here. And we feel good for Phil when this whole sequence starts. And now we understand why his heart is ripped up into shreds. To go so far as to not accept love and concern and sympathy? I mean, Skye is physically touching him. And the reason she's doing that is reassurance.
1: Yeah, that's later, though.
0: I mean, we're, yeah, but we're I still mean, with
1: that raw, raw yeah. stuff here. And that cutaway to noises going on and seeing the team reacting.
0: And it's family. That can't do anything to help him. If anything, Ben, I was intense tonight. I was hurting. I was hurting because my friend hurt. Again, I've already brought up the interview sequence. You know, he's so emotionally impacted by this that he's willing to reach into the places of his closest friends that he hasn't gone to. To ask them the questions that he's never asked. And he's doing it with no regard to their feelings
1: no no and they're recognizing that they want to hold back but they're not Uh, there's some interesting stuff that came out of that too and this is what I was saying it's building on season one it's building on all that stuff that was happening in season one that people were complaining about well it doesn't you know this is just a twist they just made up to just have a twist this isn't this doesn't make story sense well Here, I mean, you could call it retconning, but that's what you do with storytelling. You take what you've had, what's been on the screen, and you use that and interpret that and move forward. And so here you get May talking about what appealed to her about Ward. They didn't talk much, but he's damaged, so he appeals. Fitz talks about seeing Ward sitting in his bed birth thing or whatever it is that they called it on the on the bus. Just looking at the picture of Fitz and his mom. Simmons was attracted to him and Daisy says there was just something about him. They both had messed up childhoods. Ward thought he could make her understand him. Um there's he in Garrett he found a powerful father figure and he doesn't I, I We got to talk about this one maybe a little bit because I'm not sure I quite understand it. But he doesn't kill because he feels nothing. He kills because he feels too much. But a lot of that coming out of that was also making excuses, doing these terrible things and making excuses for why it's okay, Blame everyone else for the things that he does. But it's through this that Coulson gets his weapon. And that's where he's realizing Ward has this kind of emptiness. Ward is looking to, you know, he he has family issues. So what can they do about that? How can they use that? And then from there Coulson goes out, gets Hunter and says, "I'm going I'm going off book. I'm going where, you know, the director of Shield should not go." And Hunter better not miss this time. Bobby, you're driving. So and again anger fury that's what's fueling him yeah
0: and, and even going back to something we've talked about several times putting proper blame you know he blames hunter you didn't you didn't do it when you had the shot you didn't do it then he blames himself which again i think we'd both say is you know wrong because you know word is evil um
1: well but again, no you you can't you can't blame yourself for someone else taking a wrong action and doing an evil thing. You know, there people are responsible for their own actions to a point there is, you know, mental illness. There are, there are things that can affect your choices, but we, we've seen this a lot and it has come up a lot taking the blame because oh, because I wasn't good enough, you know, to, to stop this bad guy, it's my fault that this happened. Or, I didn't take the shot. And now it's my fault that he's killing more people. I just wish Batman would start thinking like that. <laughs> you know, because it is Batman's fault. Oh, it is Batman's it fault. It is Batman's fault The Joker is... I mean, there's a point where Batman should have just said, you know what, he's killed about a thousand people right now. I gotta do something a little bit more extreme here. And... Before he kills the next thousand, Batman. Yeah, Dark Knight with a moral code.
0: Oh yeah,
1: presents issues. Um, yeah. From here, where do you want to go? Because we, the other things going on during this act. This is Act Two here that we're in. Is we have Banks talking about the distant star Pathfinder program, Malik. Needs Colson alive. He's he's kind of pushing, pushing Ward.
0: Well, I, we've talked about Ward a lot. We let's talk about the Malik Ward dichotomy. And again, closing something down. It seems so earlier this. Let me rephrase this. So Bobby and Hunter had some closure earlier. They decided it wasn't best for them to be constantly chasing Ward and making that their primary motivation for all their character choices. And now we have Ward, whose primary motivation is to torture Coulson and destroy S.H.I.E.L.D., but we have Malik challenging him to do more than that, that he needs more than revenge, that this is something that he needs to go beyond. He needs to see a bigger plan beyond just destroying S.H.I.E.L.D. And in many ways, I feel like here, where we see Ward going from choosing leading over revenge... I feel like maybe we're closing that off now, too, where in the second half of the season, it's not going to be just plain S.H.I.E.L.D. versus Ward revenge. Perhaps Ward is going to be a true Hydra foot soldier with a Hydra agenda that's bigger than what we saw before.
1: Possibly. And here's a here's a nice dichotomy, too, and that is you have Malik pushing Ward to lead and you have Coulson. Pushing Mac to lead.
0: Can I just make an apology? For what? I'm ashamed. And I'm sorry. And I need to ask for forgiveness. And I repent for not connecting the name Alfonso McKenzie. A classic Marvel 616 character who is created. In one of my favorite SHIELD books of all time, Nick Fury versus SHIELD, Alfonso McKenzie, the former CIA agent who becomes a confidant of Nick Fury. Yeah, you dropped the ball on that one, man. I, I, I uh, yeah, When I heard him say the whole last name of McKenzie, I was like, well, that's interesting. Now, yeah, to be and then fair, you look online you know, and
1: find out people have known about this for a while.
0: Yeah, and that made it even worse. Now, to be fair, they have neither the same character model or backstory. So, just saying. But wow, Mac is <laughs> Mac is a classic Marvel six one six, shield related character. Who knew it wasn't me? I'm sorry.
1: So here's the interesting thing, though: you have Malick who is appealing to logic. You have Malick who is saying to Ward, "I need you to lead." And, you know, you need to stop being weak. You know, this quest for vengeance, it's coming from weakness. You need to lead. And, you know, Ward says, I'm not going to follow blindly. You know, but no, I'm not asking you to follow, Ward. I'm asking you to lead. And then you have Coulson from a place of anger and rage giving Mac the keys and saying, you are acting director. Make the choices. I'm out of here. And you have, I, I, I like that, that they're kind of doing that dual thing there. Uh, Mac as a leader, I I've, I've felt like him recently, even in some of the leadership stuff that I have had to deal with and, you know, making hard choices and trying to figure out what in the world am I actually doing? What am I supposed to do here? And I felt for Mac, man, I felt bad for him. He, but then he, he rose to it. He had every right to fail. Like if he had failed, no one would have held it against him, but he rose up and he said, ah, uh, I'm going to make the hard choice. I'm sending a team.
0: Yeah. And let's throw this out there. He made an earlier hard choice too, which was, we're not sending anyone. Yes. So it's not like he just rushed into this. No. And that
1: earlier choice to not send anyone, that was the was logical the right choice, choice, the right choice. And this second choice to send the team in, that was one of those where he's asking May for help. And May's like, you already made your choice, man. You already know what you're what you're going to do. It may not be you already know what you're supposed to do, but you know what you're going to do. So let's do it. And yeah, I, I liked him. And he gave a speech. He got to give a little inspirational speech about we're not going to let the bad guys win. And I was reminded of Fozzie Bear from The Great Muppet Caper where he's trying to get the other Muppets to go after the jewel thieves led by Charles Groden, And he says, you don't want the bad guys to win. And they all agree to put their lives on the line to stop them from
0: stealing the baseball diamond. And think about this. The people that he's given the speech to and who are responding to it well. Yeah,
1: it's like the someone that mayhem. Apprehend- and the- oh, you're talking about Mac now. Sorry, I was still on the Yeah, Aussie.
0: I mean, he, he apprehended one yeah. and put him into custody. And the other one, he's been, I'll be honest, fairly adversarial with throughout parts of the season. And they both come and they both follow and his partner right there. Cause it has been a while. I feel like since we really talked about the fact that him and Daisy have been partners and what do they give? They give a Daniel butcher favorite. I don't give hugs. I give fist bumps. I've been told that I'm an excessive fist bumper. And so I'm pleased. Because right there, that communicated so much to me. Validation, affirmation, fist bump. Hey, they say that teams
1: that fist bump, football teams that fist bump do better than football teams that do not because of the physical contact and the the bonding that comes from physical contact. And it's safe physical contact.
0: I've also heard that teams that give high fives um, get more cases of pink eye. I don't know about that. But, but that—that's a thing, that—that's real.
1: But here's the—the the thing. He—he he is showing himself to be a good leader. And and Ward, I mean, as far as Hyder goes, he's showing himself to be a good leader too. Maybe, but
0: I, I Mac steps to up to it. Is, you know, are you, were you looking to kill him today? To kill Ward? No, Mackenzie, Mac. I,
1: have you not heard a word I've just said? Well, I mean,
0: let's not forget you wanted to
1: kill him. I didn't want to kill him. I did not want him dead. You can
0: keep telling yourself
1: that. I've been on record. I've been on record. You can go to the tape. Probably won't, because that's a lot of tape to go to.
0: That's a lot of work.
1: But yeah, I mean, he, he rose to the occasion. Kudos to Mac. And I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with this team, hopefully, next episode. And hopefully it won't be a cliffhanger that we're have to wait a few months about but
0: that would be unfortunate so the team
1: daisy with her earth powers gutierrez with his able to melt and control metally type things and then lincoln with his powers electrical powers i mean they, this is a powerful little trio here it's almost almost you know spider-man and his amazing friends kind of of dynamic and let's not leave May out. I mean, she's flying the plane. She's there, and she is willing to follow. Follow her director.
0: Oh, man. I'm so excited about Secret Warriors. <laughs>
1: well, and they're, yeah. I mean, they've they've got a super-powered team going in right now. That's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. So, from here, what do we want to talk about now? Should we talk about Fitzsimmons and Ward? Oh,
0: Fitzsimmons, yeah.
1: More emotional stuff. More powerful powerful performances from Ian. I mean, watching his face as he's listening to things off camera. Again, we're getting things happening off camera for us. In this case, it's because we don't want to see whatever that guy... Oh no! we do not want to see that hammer. And um, honestly, I would have expected her to look worse, but I'm glad that she didn't because <laughs> this was pretty awful. But we, we then watch Fitz's reaction, hearing what's happening to Simmons. That's it's it's awful, and it works. Ward is a good manipulator.
0: Well, and he knows them well. Let's remember, he lived with these people. Yeah.
1: Yes, and he, he lived with them and built relationships with them, but he
0: was observing them, too. And, I mean, he even makes fun. You know, he. it was like a puppy dog crush. Ugh. No, a cartoon crush.
1: You yeah, know? it was like a puppy dog with his heart beating out of his chest in a cartoon. Yeah, and so... Ugh. Ugh and he's he, oh and the way he says you know i i even told you you needed to make the move before it's too late it's too late Ugh. i mean these are things this is him he says to simmons i i'd never hurt you well he he goes back on that but i mean this is ward being evil and ward pushing himself again further and further away from the possibility of a believable redemption.
0: It's not going to happen. It can't happen.
1: I won't say it can't happen. I I I think I've said that before. I I'm willing to say it could happen, but it must it, it's it's just getting more and more difficult for it to be acceptable and believable. It's just getting much more difficult. And you know, I mean, we've we've seen redemptive character arcs. I mean, there's one on heroes.
0: That's yeah, totally but, uh, like believable. And for, totally. for people, no, for people who stick around to the well, postcard, credits, they keep saying the same thing: <laughs> you can't redeem him. He's a serial killer. Yeah, yeah, he's made. There's choices. a difference between doing some things to make up to to. Attempt to repay. Like here, I'll just be afraid of the universe for the crimes that he's committed, but he still has to go down.
1: Well, and there's a line that I heard re- recently where it basically was doing a good thing for someone doesn't unkill someone else. I mean, you still, yeah. yeah. But, but anyway, yeah. Here we are, and Ward uses them against each other. It is painful to watch. It is uncomfortable. And he gets what he wants, which is for one of them to go with them to the other side, using the other one as leverage to bring, to be willing to, to come back. Now, I, the moment between Simmons and Fitz that I really liked was that last moment where she's like, you can't go. And he says, I'm, I have to. I'm not going to let them kill you. And she says, let them kill me. And he says, no, I'm not going to let them kill you. And then she says, Just come back and don't bring that thing back with you. And Fitz is still pretty driven about bringing Will back. He keeps going back to the, you know, we're going to bring Will back. We're going to bring Will back. And
0: I think they're going to bring Will back.
1: I have a feeling that the bringing back of Will will happen. And then in in the second half of season three, he's dead. I don't know. (laughs) No one was safe in this episode. He is dead. No
0: one was safe in this episode.
1: I wouldn't have been surprised to see...
0: I was watching with one of the kids. They were looking nervous. (laughs) Like, what's dad going to do to me here? Am I safe? Well,
1: and then here's the other thing about Fitz. He goes back into the hole for Simmons. This time she's on this side, but he's, he's a brave young lad, and... He, he deserves credit and don't you forget it benjamin i have not forgotten it and i will not now forget simmons on the other hand she's showing uh what do you say the Furiosa side that's what ward ward said so apparently ward has taken the time to go and, and catch a movie uh, he went and saw mad max fury road and well, i have not seen it oh daniel I have no no plans to see it. Oh, it's really good, Daniel. Ooh, that's what I hear. It's really, really good.
0: Ooh, just not really in my... Not really in my... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Wheelhouse? Not relevant to my interest. Rele- okay. I haven't yeah. said that in a while. It's strong. It's powerful.
1: It's good. Yeah. And it has
0: a lot to do with the relevance to my interest.
1: Well, they refer to it here. So you missed out on that cultural reference that Ward totally was giving. did. So um, yeah, uh, okay. I mean that's that's Fitz and Simmons and and Ward. Anything else here?
0: Let's see. The brother. Uh, the brother wants nothing to do with his brother. I mean, they talk about the fact that you know Tommy. I keep calling him Tommy. They call him Thomas. I keep calling him Tommy, but. Yeah, Tommy wanted nothing to do with him. I hid from him because, you know, his parents were monsters, but you know, you did worse stuff.
1: I get the impression from him, or from Ward, rather, when Tommy's telling him all this stuff and saying, I'm scared of you. <laughs> I went into hiding because you're a lunatic who kills people and I don't really want to unsafe and i get the impression
0: from ward this is a surprise well he's a hero when he killed those abusive parents
1: yeah well yeah you're right you're right i mean he's trying to paint himself as the hero
0: yeah i i was well and they even talk about the fact that ward sees himself as the hero because you know most villains see themselves as the hero in their story but you know he doesn't understand why you know Killing three beloved family members who were abusive were, in fact, a violation of trust. Hmm. Yeah, go figure. Yeah. I mean, it's like one of those things. Like, you ever see those mafia movies that you never watch, Ben, where you see, like, that loyal mafia button man, that, that loyal thug? And you know eventually, no matter how loyal he is, he's going to get it. He's going to get killed because that's how these stories end. Was that what Tommy was thinking? Mom, gone. Dad, gone. Christian, gone. That just leaves two of us. Just leaves two.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, Thomas is right to run away. Thomas sees Ward for what he is. Ward knows what he is, but hopes that other people don't see it, I think. And, and had del- deluded himself that, that Thomas hadn't hadn't seen him that way. Um, I, I wasn't there a conversation like, is this boy dead? I'm trying to remember. I can't remember. It seems like when this, this happened, we were trying to figure out, did he kill his little brother or not? But uh, clearly he didn't. But the whole well thing, that was what threw really put Thomas over the edge of the well and also of his relationship with his brother, who he says they were best friends.
0: And again, season one,
1: the well. Yeah, I mean, this is building on all that stuff. And this is Coulson then taking these bits of information, piecing them together from his team and realizing, ah, there is a weakness. There is a crack in the armor. We can you know, use this guy as a weapon against Ward. And I was as surprised as Hunter when <laughs> Thomas is like, yeah, OK, I'll be your bait as long as you promise to kill him. If you're going to go after him, take him out. Otherwise, you know, he's 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 not a good person. And then he also gave this nice little little line here. Just because you grew up in a family of abusive monsters doesn't mean you have to become one. Because I'm sure, you know, I know we've talked about this in the past. The idea that abuse breeds abuse. And abusers tend to be people who were abused in the past. And it's true about Ward. But there's also some personal responsibility in the choices and the actions that you take. And that's what Thomas is saying is, man, I could have gone down that path, but
0: I didn't. Man. Deep. Everyone who stopped watching is a fool. Mm, I'm not going to say that
1: but I will say they're missing out on some good stuff. <sighs> Which is what you Foolish meant. Foolish but... on their
0: part, wouldn't you say? Uh, yeah, that's what you meant. People gave um, up because may- it wasn't their
1: cup of tea. I understand that,
0: but... Maybe you shouldn't read into what I'm saying. Because I'm pretty sure what I said was what I meant. Okay. Well, I will
1: not Fools. read it into... I will not. I will not attribute my own motivations to your actions.
0: You know what I think we need to talk about?
1: Uh, the laugh that I had when Bobby told Thomas that they were going to give him a security detail, and I'm just thinking, yeah,
0: Ward. Just... No, they've got the men. They've they got f- the men. Oh for that. yeah, They're sure, totally they've got gonna... the
1: men. But the men are they going to be effective if Ward really wants to go
0: after him? Oh, Tommy's got to hide again. He's got to hide. Yeah. I mean, this isn't just and, this and, witness relocation. If anything, Tommy knows how to hide, so I'm not too worried about Tommy. In fact, in my mind, the detail is there to make sure S.H.I.E.L.D. knows where he's at. But no, that's not the moment I laughed out loud. What do you want to talk about next, then? I'm just saying, I recently saw a man shark on live-action TV. Yeah? A man shark. D.C.'s man shark on The Flash. Mm -hmm. It was handled beautifully. Okay. Visually, it looked good, but even more impressive about it, and Agent Evan agreed with me, was how it was handled story-wise. I live Phil Coulson. I love him to death. That's a really small hole to be hitting after jumping off a Quinjet. <sighs> I, We're not talking about a man with, with thrusters. Okay. We're not talking about a guy flying through the air at the speed of a hammer. We're talking about a guy who jumped out of a quinjet with a parachute, which did it even deploy. Oh, he didn't deploy it. But let's let's okay. So let's talk a little bit here.
1: Ward goes in, and and Colson knows just from the heat signatures they're looking at, that's Ward.
0: And Ward, I totally got that.
1: Ward goes in. Fitz has gone in. Colson is losing his opportunity to go after Ward. The emotion that drives him to take this action. I'm there. I'm there. What I'm not there for. (laughs) That room with that round hole. Didn't this used to have a rough? I thought this was like in the dungeon. dungeon. Wasn't this like down below? Yeah. Yeah. And it's now this open. uh, That I guess. I guess Daisy just ripped
0: it all open, didn't she? no and that, well
1: how great would that have been how great would that have been to have daisy standing in the back of the quinjet peeling it open
0: no no when they used it last time when they pulled oh, it oh last time i guess daisy just made everything crash around it i don't know you don't know, oh daniel you
1: you'll know this one you know what it reminds me of no you won't know this your wife saw it not you Man. crimson peak
0: yeah didn't see it well, yeah see.
1: the mansion in Crimson Peak has this hole in the top of the the uh the foyer open you know, where the where the front door is, and so the snow and the leaves and the rain come through and and add to the atmosphere of this haunted house but uh, yeah, the fact that he jumps through the hole, I'm okay with that uh, you know he's in a controlled dive he's He's done training, I'm sure, for, like, skydiving and that kind of thing. I'm okay with that. It's the fact that the roof was open. That just didn't feel.
0: Didn't ring true for me. So, so have I ever told you the story about Pirates of the Caribbean? I'm, I'm going to say no. So, when they were building Pirates of the Caribbean, they were being really, really detailed on the figures. Like, too detailed. Like, making sure that they looked like if you got really, really close, you could, they would look like real people to you. Costuming, facial expressions, etc. And, Ben, have you ever been on Pirates of the Caribbean? I have. How close do you actually get to those figures? Three times, I think. Uh, Not very close. Not very close. They were specifically talking about the one that was on the original pirate ship when you come to the first drop which you don't get close to that one at all. And the comment that was made about it is people will know. If you don't do it, if you don't make it right, people will just know. And this was a it-doesn't-feel-right-to-me moment because I just know. It just feels off. Now, again, I I don't have any problems with Phil Coulson beating up a whole bunch of guys with his girlfriend dead on the carpet. I don't have a problem with having a robot hand, remarkably enough. But for some reason, this seemed off. It just seems off. Not it, right. No, it, you know what it was? It was we need
1: to get character A to point B
0: before the end of our running time for this episode. Can we How just have do him we do not it? tell Ward that he's coming and then he infiltrate the castle? Because we've seen him infiltrate stuff before. And then maybe after they go in, he just drops himself in. And he's in a guard suit or how cool good that would way. it have been to have Daisy in the back of a
1: quinjet, ripping it open, and he jumps through the hole that she has left behind. See, I'm okay with him, like I said, hitting the target. And and if it would if it's an open space that he's actually jumping through, I am I'm there. But it's just the- <laughs> here's what I'm hung up on. I'm watching a show where a guy with a flying hammer you know, lives in the same universe, but I just don't believe the castle with the open hole in the top of the tower. I'm just not there with that. I totally buy the hammer. (laughs) Yes. I have not bought the hammer, literally, but I actually could possibly be convinced to do so if it was especially cool, but... Yeah, he goes through.
0: Ugh. Well, looks like next week we'll be spending some quality time with our boys again. Yeah.
1: Ward, Fitz, and Coulson together again
0: with Will. You notice he wasn't in the, the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know what I was expecting? Ward gets over. You hear him say, there's nothing. And then he trips. And then he reaches down after he trips. And he finds the hand of a dead Will. It's kind of morbid, Daniel. It is kind of morbid, but it would also take care of story wise of several things.
1: Yeah, that's morbid. No,
0: no love triangle. We now know what happened to Will after Gemma left. <laughs> he just died immediately. He's still, he's still a good guy. Well, we did hear a bullet shot, you know. He had one bullet left.
1: Uh, he just got more more dark. Was, more, so he drinks to shoot
0: death, and then death came for him.
1: Because I could not stop for death. Death kindly stopped for me. And
0: hey, it would have only been the third character murder (laughs) in this episode. Come on. Man. Out of the blue. I I just feel bad because I never even put a death watch on her.
1: No, no, I didn't either. So since we weren't expecting that, can I say it, Daniel? Please? Can I say it? Please, please, please. Go ahead. Say it. We never saw it. Coming.
0: Thanks. Now, him. did you see it coming with banks? Uh, I did not.
1: Or did you think first, he,
0: he turned coat? Because for a while there, is like maybe he's just a turncoat.
1: I thought so too, and then when he turned around and he was struggling, you realize he's not.
0: <laughs> and uh, the
1: here. He's done. He is done. I like it that they have a bad guy with powers like that. I like it that Hydra has their own inhuman power people and man so much going on in this episode so much going on roller coaster of emotions in the midst of all this action and it
0: started it was dinner i blinked and then colson was knocked out on an alien world <laughs> yeah yeah it moved fast
1: so speaking of moving fast what do you say daniel should we move to our, our next segment Let's do it. All right.
0: Shield field report.
1: Daniel, there's not a lot of feedback. In fact, I have one email because one of them is uh, Jessica Jones related. And I have actually three podcast reviews from iTunes. And. Yeah, I think we might have already talked about this one from GMB Alpha. The title of the review was subscribe now or Hydra will win.
0: And we don't want Hydra to win because Grant Ward's an evil, evil man. You don't
1: want the bad guys to win. But, uh, yes, we want to thank GMB Alpha for that five-star review. We also want to thank Lindsay Cloa, the definitive definitive Marvel podcast was was her title, another five-star review. And then so yummy, <laughs> like that, uh, best podcast ever. And they all have very nice things to say. And We really appreciate that. And we want to thank you for that. And, and we do want to say, you know, if you do have some time, that is one way to thank a podcaster, really, uh, is to just go on, jump on, give an honest, uh, honest comments. I'm not asking you to make up lies about how awesome we are, but if you like what you're hearing. Uh, we really appreciate it. And that helps our standings on the iTunes listings and helps other people f- find the podcast. And if they like the podcast, helps other people take part in the podcast and, and enhances the conversation. So I just want to thank those three people for those three <laughs> podcast
0: reviews. Very much appreciated. And speaking of something else that helps us out, something a call to action that we have for you. We, Ben, did you notice that we're yet again nominated for the Blake and (laughs) Sal Show End of Year Awards? It's true. It's true. So you can vote at bsendofyear2015.blogspot.com. We're under the rest where you're going to find podcasts. Let's look at the results right at the moment. There's been 74 votes, and we are currently behind 33 to 19. Oh, wow. Yeah, get those votes. Is it out. the Seinfeld yeah. podcast
1: that has the thirty-three?
0: Saturday Morning Rewind, which I think is a Saturday morning cartoon podcast. Oh, that's cool. So what? What? No, sounds we've like won a this cool category podcast. once before. We need to win it again.
1: Well, here's what happens, though, Daniel. That's that's a, that's a good way of finding new podcasts. So if we do win, people will find us. But Saturday Morning Rewind, that sounds like cool. I I might check that out. Maybe not. Oh, you know what you need to do? What? Go vote. You go vote, young man. I will. I will. So we got uh, another email from Agent Kurt. You ready for this, Daniel? Subject is many heads, one tail. And he says, howdy, gentlemen. Agent Kurt back again to talk about some Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and man, that last episode had a lot of interesting stuff going on in it. Since there's many things to talk about, I'll try and summarize. Firstly, let me cover my favorite moment, Fitz and Simmons. They kissed. Yay! I may sound like the biggest girl ever, but you don't know how long I've waited for that. With With her recent relationship in space, I assume Simmons' heart would remain primarily to Will, but no. In this episode, Fitz and Simmons finally confronted each other about not only their awkward current circumstances, but also their long-term feelings for each other, and it was dramatic. Hits highlighted that he felt inferior and angry. but... Oh, I lost my place, there it is, but also wanted Simmons to be happy. But Simmons was frustrated because he was helping her and didn't want to hurt Fitz or will. But Fitz did the most manly thing ever, smashed right out of the friend zone and kissed his girl, and it was the most satisfying moment on the show for ages. Even though Simmons still has feelings for Will, ignoring Fitz is no longer an option. And while I don't think they'll become an official couple, it looks like we have a love triangle on our hands, people. Now let's talk about the Hydra revelation. Not only had Malik been operating in the shadows via the World Security Council, but that Hydra have been operating in the shadows for ages prior to the first major appearance in Captain America, the first Avenger. I think the change in Hydra's history was great and only added to the mythology of the MCU rather than take away from what's been established in the films. I thought it was kind of creepy to see that evolution out of that goat logo transform into the Hydra logo and learning about Hydra's history, sending people through the monolith and looking into gaining super powered items was very intriguing. I'm super curious about this powerful inhuman they want to collect from the planet. I also have to touch upon Colson and Rosalind. After these two slept together, I knew something would go down in this episode. They're pretty cozy together at first, with Coulson showing her around the base and there being that usual witty ba- banter that makes them such a lovely pair. But when Colson's team discover the things are amiss at the ATCU, Colson confronts her about who she really is, and it totally catches her off guard. In the end, we find out that Rosalind was really a good guy and had been played by Gideon Malik the whole time. Who oh, she using- was a good bit who <laughs> have been using she his position good. in government to further his operations at Hydra and manipulate the actions of the ATCU. I did feel bad for Rosalind when Coulson interrogated her and she did seem genuinely hurt and upset at Coulson's accusations. While Coulson did come across as a bit mean, he had told Daisy beforehand that he had his emotions in check. So while he does care for Rosalind, he's been smart enough to keep a certain amount of emotional distance in case of problematic situations like this. I hope that after... I hope that after the Hydra and Malik reveals that these two can still be on good terms going ahead.
0: They are, Kurt, they are.
1: Uh, Also, how cool was Ward in this episode? Brett Dalton just excels at being the bad guy when given the right material, and he was on fire. He was after the vault left by Baron Von Strucker, and when Malik doesn't want to play ball, we'll... Ward beat up and tortured Malik's men for info, got on a plane where he scared a pretty air hostess with a whisper, made a funny announcement on the intercom, and blasts a hole in the plane to parachute down to a specific location. This man got around and was so suave and devious about it, he's clearly resourceful, unpredictable, and dangerous. Traits that Gideon seemed to like enough to allow Ward to join him and disclose the location of Andrew. I loved seeing Ward and Andrew come face to face, just for Ward to say that he not only wants the monster back, but he also wants to hurt May. What a terrible man, but he's so cool. Oh, and finally, Bobby and Hunter infiltrating the ACTU was good, was great. At first, I didn't recognize the two when they came in, but after I recognized them, I loved every second of their screen time. Anytime the S.H.I.E.L.D. team go undercover, it's a good time full of humor, surprise, and potential threat that's certainly apparent here. I loved Hunter as a hacker. Whether it was his clothes or his usual funny personality, he was great to watch, and after they got found out, it was super fun to see Bobby duke it out with the Magnetic Man with her own magnetic batons. I thought the technology she used felt similar to what Tony Stark used with his Mark 44 armor in Iron Man 3, That's just me. It's also kind of like Captain America's shield. Uh, Well, that's me done for today. PS, can't wait to hear your thoughts on Jessica Jones. Eventually, I binged over two point five days, and it was certainly a memorable experience for sure. Agent Kurt, out. You think Agent Kurt is depressed? I think he's kind of liking what's going on here. (laughs) I think he's no. I I mean Jessica Jones. Oh man, you bingers.
0: People like you. I mean, I don't know how you feel good about yourself. Like Binging me. that was difficult. It I'm was not calm, an easy and binge. Balanced, I've worked in some flash. You know, kind of like a balancer. You know, got a little bitter, Ugh. got a little sweet. You know what my I balancer
1: was, that- Daniel? Heroes Reborn. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's just say that I I had save it. A- I, it was hard to binge
0: oh okay yeah though i will say this agent kurt and we we did post it out on facebook a fantastic review of jessica jones and not spoiling anything but really again yeah, yeah. at the beginning of the episode we gave you the warning he does a really good job of explaining the tone so yeah but yeah he he screamed like a little girl apparently because he likes kisses. <laughs> who
1: doesn't like kisses? Actually, I do know some people who don't like kisses. But
0: Even I like a good kiss. And I don't like to touch.
1: <laughs> We're getting into that awkward place again, Daniel. I, I don't know would... if we want to be in that place.
0: It... It, again, I, I'm like, you're the eighth most important relationship in my world, Ben. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, you're 12.
1: Mm, well, if you let me put all my kids together in one number. I'm 33. You're around I- nine. But maybe 10. And if you don't let me do that with my kids,
0: then they're, you're, you're 16. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's like double mine. Just saying.
1: All right. We have one more comment. Just real quick, I'm not gonna. Well, it's, it's short, so I, I'm just gonna say a, a shout out to Agent Caitlin, who left us a message on the on the website, and it was very very nice. We really appreciated it. Uh, basically, she was just saying she liked the podcast and and thanks for doing it, and th- those kind of notes they they keep us going. They make it worth our time, and and it's it's nice to hear. And, and it gets we, we snowy appreciate here that. in the
0: Midwest. Snowy, so. Yeah, that's that's that. So, Daniel, I think I, that, I'm I'm all used up.
1: I think it's time for us to play our our end credits here, and I don't know, maybe talk about some heroes are born. What do you say?
0: But, but that's going to be
1: short. <laughs> it might be, it might be. So, you got any final words then for people? Nope. Okay. Well, all I have is just some some good advice that my grandma used to give me, Daniel. And I'm going to leave you with this. I'm going to leave the people with this. And I'm just going to say right now, Daniel, never trust a crooked jockey on a doped up horse. Thanks for listening to Welcome to Level 7. You've heard us, now we'd love to hear from you. Go to welcometolevel7.com slash feedback, where you can contact us through our website. And you can also leave us a voicemail by calling one seventy seven fifty five 55 level 7 You can also join the lively conversation going on at facebook.com slash welcome to level 7 or connect with us on Twitter, where we're level7pod. And remember, the 7 is spelled out. Our theme music is The Light Fantastic by J.S. Earls. And you can find that at transplant.bandcamp.com. Welcome to Level 7 as a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award winning and award nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at Noodle.Mx. Learn how to podcast, get productive in your personal and professional life, theorize over TV shows, laugh with our clean comedy, delve into science fiction and philosophy, learn critical thinking from movie reviews, and more at Noodle.Mx. Once again, thanks for listening, and remember, Welcome to Level 7. It's not just a
0: podcast. It's a magical place, Ben. I had a realization.
1: Uh, real quick, first, my my grandma used to never say that.
0: No, oh, I'm glad so, you clarified.
1: I just wanted to make it make it clear. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, so Ben, I realized something. What did you realize, Daniel? With Heroes Reborn, I, I think I've monopolized the conversation quite a bit because I'm I'm like a missionary, an evangelist of heroes. Yes, you do. Um, so I'm just going to say the following five things. Okay. Um, kind of, <laughs> of underwhelmed. Micah has guns. Um, Matt is stupid as ever. Um, Tommy, really, you take grandpa, but the sister you've never known your entire life, you just ditch her. And um, wow, that's really all I have to say because I was completely underwhelmed by this episode, and was surprised when you told me how excited you were. Uh, did I tell you how excited I was? Yeah, I think I was you were coming to a clapping or something. Oh, I smiled at the end. Oh, that's no, what you I did. said. I smiled at the end. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, not I did, not I
0: not clapping. No, not really. I I really was shockingly. I was super excited about this episode going into the future. But was it actually delivered to me? Just kind of me me. Eh. Oh, Batman finds love. That's how Batman finds love. But what? Uh, oh. Yeah, but I was just it was kind of blah. It's a time
1: travel story, Daniel, and I like time travel. There's I do too. troubles with time travel and and we'll see what happens here. Um but I, I like the idea. I like the idea of they're gonna jump a survivor's uh, a surviving group of humanity past this succ- extinction level event into the, the distant healing. future
0: that's, that's doesn't feel like a healing to me Heela. He-
1: healy no Healy, healy. this is healy she keeps she keeps calling it the healing. No, no, she's not calling it the healing. If you watch the uh, subtitles, she's calling it the Healy. H-E-L-E with periods because it's an acronym. It's the Healy. Yeah. Wow. And and it's not just her. It's Noah, too. And they're just throwing around like this is a common phrase now
0: that, that we use. Well, that's a mistake on their part. They really should be calling it the healing. The, the healing? Yeah, because that doesn't sound as stupid as
1: the Healy. The Healy sounds pretty awful. Uh yeah, you know,
0: I'm 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 feeling a little ambivalent. I, I had now. a whole headcanon about why they were calling it the healing. Well, yeah, I'm, it's I'm sure gone. it's not bad. I it's mean gone. Yeah. It's a waste. Don't,
1: don't it's not a waste. Your headcanon is good. It's all good.
0: There's this whole thing about how, you know, the earth needs to healed because of all the environmental disasters. No, that's an acronym. <sighs> yeah. This this just made this episode worse for me. <laughs> yeah, you and, know, and, it's, and I wouldn't say it was horrible, I was just underwhelmed. It's hitting
1: the beats, some of them that I really would like, like the time travel stuff, the idea of using time travel and the way that they're planning to use it. Um, I I have a theory about where this is going to go. This this asteroid is supposed to hit the Earth, right?
0: That's yeah, what they're yeah. expecting. I, Tommy's going to make it go to in, into the sun. He's going to touch it, make it go into the sun. Well,
1: I'm almost expecting. Are we going to get something where Tommy and his sister are united, and he actually shifts the Earth so that the asteroid like passes through? Like it's the ultimate use of his power.
0: Yeah, but like let's remember something. What? He can only store one power at a time. And if he's standing next to his sister, he's going to steal her power. I don't know. I'm just saying I think that there's there's something possibly there. I, I will say I'm glad that I remembered that the shadow was the reason why ta- – well, actually, I shouldn't say I'm not glad that I remembered that the shadow is the re- – They told uh, you but a I, few times. Cause- when, when it started and he couldn't do his power, I was like, oh, man, whose power did he take? And and then there was like, oh, it's the shadow, which really kind of brings us to another point. He's unintentionally taking powers. He unintentionally took hero's power. He doesn't know how to control that. So why didn't he take the shadow's powers? Because he was right next to the shadow. And why didn't he take the powers of the people uh, from his gym coach? Because they were really close together. He's, he's met Evos his entire life, intentionally and unintentionally. Why hasn't he been swiping their powers? I think he's running. Is this run, a plot hole?
1: No, no. I, I think this can easily be explained in that his powers just work different.
0: I would have been okay if you had said, because comics. That would have been acceptable.
1: No, his powers just work differently. No,
0: no they make it. Cl- I mean, that's why the, the twins have Luke and Leia have to be separated because he takes powers. He can't control it. Yeah. His proximity.
1: But I fe- I get the feeling it's almost more he cancels out
0: the power. No, he takes it and then you can't use it. It's like an inventory. Only one person can have it at a time. But maybe because he can't control it. Like that, that primary
1: one just stays front and center all the time. His primary power is taking your power. So his secondary, the strongest power he's taken, I don't know, Daniel. I don't know. I'm willing. I, I'm point. willing to go with that one. I, I I see your point, but I'm willing to go with that one. I'm just the whole the whole episode. I'm like going back and forth because the time travel stuff. is kind of cute, kind of cool how they're using it. Um. The whole plot line with uh what's his name the, the the husband of the serial killer
0: uh whose name I can usually remember Zach yeah. exactly Chuck by.
1: yeah I mean Noah is right there. he needs correct <laughs> he's don't trust this guy. he was on a murder spree across America probably not the guy you want to travel with you when you're trying to protect your granddaughter and take her to her grand destiny and I, I don't like what they've done with that character I, and then Noah himself though I'm, I'm liking Noah the good stuff there he's, he's the guy and his granddaughter she's the new cheerleader I, I realize that I'm like watching him oh wait a minute save the cheerleader save the world this yeah, is, she's the new, this is the new cheerleader. I mean, her, there's a brother as well, but,
0: um, but. I'm totally with you on that.
1: I smiled at the oh, end. Oh, man. I smiled at the end when the team was getting ready and they're going to go try and, you know, save the world or whatever. And then all of a sudden, all the, the clone guys come. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And there's moments like that throughout this whole thing. Parker using his power the way he did and trying to oh. trick Parker with a shapeshifter. That is wonderful storytelling for a superhero thing. You know, Shapeshifter goes in, but Mind Reader is standing there. And there's just there's just this half good, half bad. It's a Jekyll Hyde thing. And I I feel like we're getting back into the middling seasons of heroes where i was half in and half out uh, spiritually my soul was half in half out of heroes oh
0: my lord in the middle let's play some trivia okay uh, which show has had the highest one night rating this season I, heroes reborn or agents of shield i'm uh, i'm going to guess heroes reborn yeah Guess which of the two shows has had the lowest rating of an individual episode? Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yeah. Two episodes less than the lowest. Because it's going to make a crack about why well, I know where it's not going. It's not going to go to a season two. We've had two episodes this season, the last two, that had lower ratings than the last episode of Heroes Reborn. When you hear something really depressing... Always. I'm always up to be depressed. The last time that we had a rating... Uh, not a rating. Uh, a viewers more than the premiere of Heroes Reborn was February 4th, 2014. That's the last time we had a higher rating. Whoa, the
1: that. premiere of Heroes Reborn is not something to measure against, though. I know, but still. You, you can't measure against that. But, frankly... Heroes Reborn. I'm going to continue watching, but then here's the final stupid thing. They shouldn't have made it wait three months. This is two months. The winter finale of a 13 episode series. What episode is this? Episode 10?
0: Yeah, there's three to go.
1: So there's three more episodes left, and we're going to wait how many months to get to them?
0: We have to wait till January 7th. It's ridiculous, and you know what we could have we could have had a new one this week, and then next week we could have taken the next two episodes and combined them no you and we could have been done before Christmas.
1: we might have already ranted about this last time. It's been a oh few we've weeks, ranted but. about it. We have ranted about it. This is poor, 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 poor planning. It just doesn't make sense to me.
0: So, you know where Heroes Reborn's going? Season Probably do a comic book that they promised us like a year ago that we never got because we got a TV show instead. What do you mean? Because there was like a news story like a year ago that there's going to be a comic. There is a comic.
1: But what? They're tied, they're, oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's a, it's issue two or three right now. Man, I
0: need to get some of those. I've, I've been
1: asking you about them. Maybe I've just been thinking I should ask you about them. Do you think I should just give them a trade? Well, probably you should, especially if they do a hardcover that can match your other two.
0: Oh, man, if I could just get that third hardcover that they're never going to make.
1: No, the third hardcover will be this collection.
0: No, no, the third hardcover. They never collected the last digital comics. They didn't? No. Dang it. Um, Are they doing that again? Because I just don't have
1: the time to read them. I, I'm not following this stuff, Daniel. You're the the super fan. I used
0: to, but I used to read them at work, and now I have a totally different job. <laughs> I don't have time for that
1: you're You're the super fan, not me. I'm really letting myself down right now. Are you letting yourself down? Or is Heroes Reborn letting you down? Is this going to just be a microcosm of the original? four seasons. Hmm.
0: I feel like I need to lay down on the couch and think about this. So let's give ourselves a few months.
1: Yeah. So it's coming back in January. So we'll be talking more about heroes reborn with some of our agent Carter episodes, but yeah, until then
0: post credits will be much shorter. Wait a minute. What? (laughs) So when we next talk, Oh man. So, When we next talk about Heroes Reborn, Mm -hmm. we're going to be talking about episode 10, Hero Truther, okay? Right. That's going to come on, oh man, that is going to come on two weeks before, so when we next speak, after our premiere of Agent Carter, our mega-sized episode, we will have to talk about two episodes of Heroes Reborn, because two will have been dropped.
1: Uh, maybe we'll rethink some of that. Maybe we'll link, maybe we'll do some sort of editing trick and stick them on after Jessica Jones or something like that. Yeah, this is post credit extra bonus stuff. Some people are looking forward to hearing it, I'm sure. Uh, but it's, I mean, this isn't the primary show. This is not even Marvel. I mean, we're only doing this because you like heroes a lot. And this is the next best thing to do in a Heroes Reborn podcast, so. which
0: we are totally not going to do. No,
1: no, 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 Her Mrs. Butcher. No, 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 no. Not happening. But yeah. All right. Well, as always, Daniel, thank you for spending some time with me. Now it's time to say goodbye to all our family. All right.
0: I'm going to go read this pile of comics now. All right. Peace. Have fun.